Hey, welcome back to On the Ground, the only officially sanctioned podcast of uh, Hill City Baptist Church, uh, often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, we are recording in front of a live studio audience today of, of one. Welcome, Noah. <laughs> We're uh, here with myself, Ben, and Alex, and Ryland, and Malachi, who is helping out with audio as usual. We're continuing, well, I'm actually just starting our conversation about friendship. I was mm. absent last week. I'm here to just reap the spoils now. Uh, I <laughs> abandoned you in the difficult journey there. Um, Attach your name. We, to we our actually podcast. mentioned we were wondering, does it make us bad friends that we went ahead with that? Yeah, you're right. I'm just lying bloodied and broken in a ditch somewhere. Uh, no, glad to be here. Um, maybe Al, if you want to give a brief recap on your discussion uh, last week, uh, would that be possible? Yeah. Well, is it possible for Alex to do anything briefly? But <laughs> well, I could. I could. Try. We can hope. <laughs> As long as he speaks very limitedly in the third person. <laughs> yeah, Malachi could cut me off. <laughs> well, we just we just thought it would be good to talk about friendship. I think that was kind of an overflow from our conversation on depression. And one of the practical solutions to that is uh, seeking uh, meaningful and encouraging friendships with other people. Mm -hmm. And um, so we thought, you know what? Friendships are actually very rare. Yes, and in our cult, we talk. We've talked multiple times about how isolated people are in our culture, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's. I'm surprised the uh, the topic of friendship hasn't been brought up. So we thought we'd tackle that. You know, we talked about how friendship, you know, is at least characterized um, by three things. Uh, you seek the good of others, so you enter a friendship to do good to the other person. Um, you're willing to do so at cost to yourself. So true friendships are costly and they're sacrificial and, mm -hmm. and there are dangers that come with it and risks. Uh, and you're willing to persevere through thick and thin. So in, in short, a friendship is a relationship of loving loyalty. And uh, we just looked at kind of how important that is. We looked at examples of that. We um, touched on Lord of the Rings briefly as a good example of that. And, you know, for all the places we talk about Lord of the Rings... Um, friendship is probably the the best place, you mm -hmm. know, to make a connection with Lord of the Rings because really the theme is friendship, and people think of Sam and Frodo, um, but we talked a little bit about um, Legolas and Gimli, people who become friends from across cultures, across races, across, um, you know, even time, like generation generationally and stuff. So, yeah, what is a good friend in friendship? And I just thought we would take the time to continue that conversation. Yeah, sounds great. Ryland, do you have anything to add as far as the summary goes? Or uh, Yeah, well, uh, one of the things we said last week that I think is good to continue is, is essentially a call to be a Christian is a call to be a friend. Yeah. And that, that Christ is our friend, mm. that he has demonstrated loving loyalty, and we are called to imitate him, and therefore we are called to show loving loyalty. And... Uh, and even just the proverb that we that we, uh, the proverb that we kind of jumped off of. Uh, there's a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Mm -hmm. There's a connection there between friendship and brotherhood. Yeah. And uh, if we're brothers and sisters in Christ, we owe each other a, a measure of friendship. Um, and friendship is a means of persevering through trials, mm -hmm. and, and that's often overlooked. 
and uh, you know, even going back to the depression, like when we go through our deepest struggles is when we need friends the most. Mm -hmm. And we need to be good friends to people. And uh, we also rip Michael W. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I ripped Michael W. Oh, Smith last why? week. <laughs> because of his friend of friends are friends forever song. Oh. Which I just thought out loud, like if I would be his friend, then if he would be my friend. And uh, I took some heat for that comment <laughs> from my wife. She's like, what do you have against Smitty? I was like, well, Smitty. aside from that killer mullet. <laughs> Is that actually, uh, was Smitty her name for him or yours? No, that's my name for him. We're on, we're, like I said, we're friends. Uh, um, maybe jumping into the idea or continuing your thought there about um, how a friend is, is so longed for. And I, I mentioned after the podcast mm -hmm. that quote from Lord of the Rings where Ar Aragorn finally meets up with the hobbits in the, in the beginning or middle of the first book. And uh, he's a shady character. He's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Um, but he's there, and you learn this, that he's there for their good and mm -hmm. for their protection. Um, but there's a sadness when they're so defensive against him. And he says mm -hmm. to them, you know, a hunted man uh, wearies of distrust and longs for friendship. Yeah. And you see that idea of, of struggle and difficulty and anxiety. Um, it produces a longing for friendship because yeah. that's, that's ultimately what we need. Um, just thought that captured it beautifully. Oh, yeah, that's, that was an amazing quote. I'm glad you brought that up. So one of the things I was thinking about, you know, and what, why is friendship so necessary? And this is probably especially helpful to men um, because I think men especially really struggle to make friendships. It, I, and I don't know why that is. Maybe you guys want to, you know... Can we maybe, I, I, would, I was thinking about this, and I, I, as I was writing things out, I was like, oh, I, I think it's not so much that men struggle to make friendships. I think it's that they struggle to get, to have deep friendships or to have meaningful friendships. Yeah. Because I, I, a lot of guys have this sort of uh, like a buddy kind of thing going on. Yeah. Uh, More of an acquaintanceship than a, yeah. a, a and, meaningful. And guys are quick to sort of, we gather around common denominators. Yeah. Um, um, you know, the shared interests. Yeah, but um, I and I meant like meaningful, yeah. deep friendships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how many guys have that? Mm -hmm. And I, th I think it's a little harder for men to form mm -hmm. those. And I, I mean, speculation, I, th I think in our society of, of ease and comfort, um, I, I think it's more difficult to kind of, when we think of friendship being forged through fire and steel and, and conflict, uh, mm -hmm. it's a lot of guys I think are just coasting yeah. and you can coast for a long time kind of just on your own momentum, yeah. mm -hmm. but it's in the midst of trials and suffering um, that those born for adversity kind of come to light. Yeah. Um, so I think that might have part of it. I, th I think, and Lewis kind of mentioned this as well and friendship um, kind of the connotations with, with kind of homosexuality as well. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to even go there. I don't even want the perception to be that, yeah. you know, that might be yeah. the case in this yeah. friendship. Yep. Yep. And he was, he was scathing against that yeah. uh, perception, mm -hmm. you know, a friendship, deep, uh, vulnerable friendship should be a quality yes. uh, of men. Yeah. Intimacy, affection. Um, those are things you, a guy would not like attached to his name with another man. Yes. 
yes. in our culture, that those are not seen as masculine virtues. And, and, and to be sure, they uh, manifest differently than they would in, in female friendships. Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, we don't call each other babe and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you guys, but... Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> what, what? There's no. another podcast where <laughs> this one guy refers to someone by a strange name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but definitely, I think there's a lot of challenges yeah. that, that uh, specifically men face uh, in in the the journey towards friendship. Yeah. yeah. So how do we? So that's really helpful, and I think that's really true. That there is an idea of masculinity that's kind of as it's bravado, it's machoism, yes, yes. Um, and Characters. and close relationships with other men, and the kind of character that that requires, and the discipline that that requires. It seems to fly in the face of that view of masculinity. Um, a, you know, a masculine man is one who has no need of others. That's right. A masculine man is one who is self-sufficient and independent. But, if, you know, you look in the Proverbs, and, and this is why guys need to hear this more than anyone. That man is a fool. Mm-hmm. The man who actually um, seeks, isolates himself, it says, seeks his own way and and... You know, the foolish man is the guy who surrounds himself with buddies, so to speak, who are just into the same things he's into. And I mean, like, go to a locker room for five minutes and you can understand this, that, you know, there's there's one or two guys who are loud and influential, super depraved, and all the guys kind of follow them. Mm -hmm. And and they try to fit in and, 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 you know, be associated with the alpha male, so to speak. But I mean, who's the guy who is seeking out wise friends? You know, who's the guy who's saying, you know, I don't actually want to be a fool. And, and we'll kind of discuss this, but we don't have the option of whether or not we will imitate people. We have the option of who and what we will imitate. And if you, if you don't seek out wise people to be your friends, you're saying, I'm going to listen to myself, which is a definition of folly. And you will end up following and imitating and uh, uh, fools, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the people that you think are worthy of imitation will not be worthy of imitation. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think there's a concurrent problem with that. Another, there's, there's sort of the false view of masculinity as m- this machoism. But there's also, there's also we've placed or we've removed a burden upon men to be men. Yeah. in our culture as well. I think that that's a result of extremist feminism, yeah. that, that we're f- so focused on letting women be strong and that we actually have pushed men out of the picture. Yeah. Well, we're, masculinity yeah. is, is basically def- is toxic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that's you know. how people have viewed it, exactly. Yeah. And as a result of that, um, guys are just, they're just, whatever is leisurely and fun, we just do that. We don't actually, there's no pushing men to be virtuous. That's right. Yeah. If and we can just settle for being unthreatening, the world yeah. would be a much happier yeah. place. Yeah, and exactly. More sad yeah. place. I think which, that's which ironically well. creates very threatening men. Yeah. Like yeah. men who don't learn the discipline of being quiet, of listening and not speaking, of being told that they're wrong, of being... Um, accountable to a community of men of being, you know, seeing a standard outside of themselves. Like that's not a good thing for a human being. And that's especially not good for men. You don't learn to use your strength for the weak, use your strength over the weak Mm -hmm. and kind of this, you know, let's, let's um, avoid masculinity at all costs and try to tame men. It, it just won't work. Right. And it isn't working. Mm -hmm. So, 
how do men practically take steps toward friendship? Is it entirely a kind of um, a process that kind of falls on us from outside? Is it more of an organic, you know, as we're do- applying ourselves to right things, those friendships happen? Yeah. Um, how do, how do as guys, how do we put ourselves in the way of, of meaningful friendships? Yeah, friendships definitely don't just happen. And uh, there's a saying that, that goes, you know, what you win people with, you win them too. Mm. And there's, this can be applied in many ways, but I think as it relates to friendship, you know, a friendship that is easy to form is probably a friendship that is easy to easy lose. Easy to dissolve, yes. And, um, I mean, I think of my, the closest friends in my life are not people that I would be the easiest to gravitate towards yes. in every scenario. I mean, I mean, you guys are some of my closest friends, and I certainly enjoy hanging out with you more than most, if not all, people. Um, but there are things at the surface before we've reached that place mm-hmm. of depth and trust and, you know, intimacy that on the surface, it wasn't the case, Yes, you know? Um, and so I think the first thing, I mean, Proverbs, what did he keep telling his son? Seek wisdom, seek wisdom, seek wisdom, pursue it, treasure it above mm-hmm. everything. That there's an aspect to becoming wise that you must go after it, that you must risk and sacrifice and get over your fears, um, and, and doing that is a step of wisdom. Like how you gain wisdom is, there's a way that's try. if you try to get wisdom the quick and easy way, you won't get it. But if you persevere and you sacrifice and you risk and you at cost to yourself, um, you will find it. And mm. I think it's the same with friendship. If you are at home, you know, playing video games and chatting with people in Korea and hoping to like find meaningful relationships, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, you need to go and, and find people. This is, we talked last week, find people that you can work towards their good mm-hmm. and see what happens. Um, don't just say like, who's like me? Who likes the same things I like? You know, mm-hmm. where are our shared interests? That that's, that's great when you find compatibility, but that's not a good foundation for friendship. Yeah. I was what do ju- you guys think? Oh, I was just thinking, you said something along the lines of, you know, it doesn't happen easily. And I would say it can't happen at all until something changes in you and the mm. way you value people. And, and we would say, as Christians, fundamentally, until you've seen the way that Christ has demonstrated sacrificial pursuit and love, mm. how, how can you be a good friend? Yeah. And I, I think it is important that we do say, like, true and deepest friendship is going to happen between Christian brothers. Yeah. Um, and, and you need to be a Christian in one sense. And I, I don't say that to say that people can't have good friendship, that there are, there are, we are humans created in God's image. But um, I, more to say to, to anyone who would be, be listening, to say, look at the way that Christ has loved you, mm-hmm. and, and you need to be inspired by his love for you and demonstrate that to other yeah. people. Taking the initiative is a practical one. Yeah. It's not going to just happen. Mm-hmm. It's costly to yourself. Mm. And that's why we say Christians, it's not just a shared worldview. It's also like the, ob- the, the biggest obstacle to friendship is our selfishness. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. That yes. is our obstacle. And that needs to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And only through Christ can that die. That's and, right. And yeah. not just, it, it needs to be... Uh, well, Paul takes it, he says, what's the, what's the fulfillment of the law in Galatians 5? Love your neighbor as yourself. And yeah. the point that he's saying is not um, 
basically, it's good that you love yourself. And, you know, he's saying, we all know we love ourselves. And you need to take that, all the effort that you would sinfully put towards loving yourself, flip that on its head and put yeah. that graciously towards loving other people. Yeah. And I think that the whole subject or the quality of self-forgetfulness mm-hmm. comes into play so much here. Mm-hmm. And the gospel framework uh, enables that in, in a unique way that's not really possible anywhere else. We're not, we're not coming to friendship. We're not seeing friendship as a means to some other end, as yeah. a means of completing our identity in right. some way. We are, yeah. we are complete in him, as Colossians mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and friendship is just an inevitable spillover of our, our joy and peace yes. in Christ. And we, we freely extend that to others. Uh, and that en- enables sacrifice, and it enables loyalty, it enables all those things. Mm-hmm. You're set free from the paralyzing need to use people. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so many friendships um, today, that's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. we, I mean, it's funny on Facebook, you get friend requests. <laughs> it, it's like, that's not your friend. Yeah. I mean, they may be your friend, but they're not your friend by virtue of a red little <coughs> notification. You know, that's not how you enter into a covenant relationship of friendship and loyalty and mm-hmm. commitment. I, just thinking about uh, um, uh, essentially with with friends, it, it has to be that if you only are gathering around shared interests, you don't really care about that other person. Yeah. And, and you have to actually see that if your friendship is built around um, just shared interests and leisurely activities... Uh, those are good things. Those yep. are part of friendship. Uh, that friendship will express itself in those ways. But if it's only built around that, you can't possibly care about someone. If you don't care about the most important things in their life, if you never talk about something beyond the sports you play um, um, or the, the video games or whatever, yep. um, you just don't care about that person. I think yep. that's, in, that's important to stop and ask yourself, do I actually care about the people I spend time with if I never ask them questions beyond their basic daily activities. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even asking questions about them. I, I don't know about you guys. I, it's, it's challenging. Relationships are challenging in which it seems, uh, and I've, I've fallen into this as well, but when the other person consistently just wants to tell you about themselves and, yeah. and all of what they're doing and, and, um, there needs to be, uh, some element of reciprocity in relationships yeah. where there's a, there's an interest uh, and not just kind of, well, let's just get this over with so I can get to my narrative. There's an, there's an actual interest in, in the, the, the trials, the successes, the, mm-hmm. the whole life of the other person. Mm-hmm. That's an important aspect I think mm-hmm. as well, which, which kind of the self-forgetfulness aspect leads into. Yeah, absolutely. I remember having a conversation with a pastor once um, and he he demonstrated that in a, it was the most tangible way I've ever noticed that in a conversation with someone that he, the whole time, very interested in asking me things, never really wanted to stop and yeah. say some, insert his own thoughts from his own life. He just constantly asking new questions. It's very refreshing. Yes. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it made me feel like stop asking me questions so I can get one in to ask you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about me in. anymore. Some people don't like questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, there's that's that true. That's true. It's a mechanism. Yeah. I've, I've talked to those guys too. Yeah. yeah. There's that aspect. Yeah. So um, one verse that came to mind that we're all familiar with is iron sharpens iron and one mm. man sharpens another. 
And a practical encouragement to guys, if you're just stagnating in your walk and you're discouraged by how things are going with you and Jesus, I mean, one of the first things you can do is seek out godly men to be friends with. And uh, discipleship is a group activity. It is a community endeavor. And um, part of our individualism in our culture creeps into the church and we think that it's just me and Jesus. You know, it's just me and Jesus. It's just me and my Bible. It's just me and my prayer and Jesus. And that's just not true. That's right. And we look at Jesus and what did he do? I mean, he gathered disciples mm-hmm. and uh, from all different places and backgrounds and and disagreements amongst them and, and loved them for three years. And um, yeah, so I, I just think for guys, I mean, if you look at your life and you're not satisfied with where you are spiritually and you, you just know you're not the man you ought to be like look how many who are your friends you know and what what godly men are you regularly um not just meeting with because you're trying to get something from them or just accountability or like who are you pouring into mm. who are you praying for who are you seeking the good of um and if it's no one i mean that's just a great place to start and, and we all need each other. And we all of, we talk about this all the time uh, as elders. It is a great thing to have an eldership team who um, is, we're very different from one another. And we're, we have our own blind spots. We use the term ditches. You know, all of us have the ditches in our lives that we're prone to kind of scream off the highway into at 100 miles an hour. And having people who are aware of those things is the best thing for our lives. And, and, you know, in our sinfulness, we actually don't like that, right? In our sinfulness, we love our ditches and our ditches aren't that bad. And, you know, people don't really get me and we want protection from people who might see those things. But wisdom says, no, you need those people. Yeah. You need to be sharpened. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. That's, I think that's another thing with, with men in particular, and we could spend the whole podcast talking about men. Probably, maybe we should have a podcast on masculinity. Yeah. Um, but we gravitate towards what's easy. Yeah. And uh, it's hard. It's difficult. And there's a virtue in pursuing and, in, in, uh, sorry, persevering through what is difficult and being yeah. willing to hear hard things and also being willing to say hard things. I think yeah. that's something I've noticed that I find difficult is, uh, is often um, perceiving or, or thinking I'm perceiving a sort of uh, air of we don't want to hear the serious, don't ask the serious conversation, don't yeah. ask the serious question. And I've definitely failed many a time knowing I ought to have said, you know, how are things going? You know, how's your marriage? How's your job, oh, yeah. et cetera? And just not asking it. Yeah because I just assume they don't want to hear yeah. it. And I think we have to be friends who both are willing to hear hard things and who are willing to ask hard things. Yeah. Um, Which is a good practical question. Do I hate being corrected? Yeah. Do I hate opposing views and opinions? And if I do, I'm in a really dangerous place. And I think that is kind of, this is generally speaking, but guys tend to be in that ditch. Like whether it be we're more afraid of failing we don't like to hear where we're weak, where we're not strong. Um, it just, in my experience, guys, we don't like being a part of those conversations. Yeah. And that's why we feel awkward even talking to guys about those things because we know how we would feel a bit. Yeah. Hey, how's your marriage? It's like, don't ask me that. <laughs> yeah. You know, how, how was your prayer life? And yeah. Yeah. like, 
we we hate that. Yeah. And even as I'm listening, this is all very counterintuitive to um, not only our natural dispositions, but the culture that we're in. Oh, yeah. Um, but the fact that it's it's difficult and doesn't come naturally is not a reason to avoid it. No. And that's kind of, you know, where I've fallen into the past. So this is hard. It's, you know, David talks about I'd rather be, you know, a bird in the wilderness alone yeah. in the midst of all this trial. Sometimes you feel that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's at the end of the day, it's it is something that we just need to 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 do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also something that we cry out for God yeah. to help us to yes. do because it's it's not something that the natural man does. Yeah. His own. Yeah. Um, can I talk about frog and toad? <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly where I was hoping this conversation was going to go. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have anything amazingly profound um, to say about this, but I love Frog and Toad. Um, it's, we were talking a bit earlier, it's uh, a great introduction t- for young children. You know, it's, it's not a literary epic like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You're not finding, uh, you know, these gargantuan themes and motifs, but it's just a simple thing of... Um, Yes, friendships are often begun in, in the midst of, of uh, and through conflict and crisis, as mm-hmm. we see in Lord of the Rings. But, but what does friendship look like after that? Yeah. When we come home yeah. and mm-hmm. it's, you know, we get back to the to daily grind of life. And yeah. um, what does friendship look like on the ground? And I think that's just what Frog and Toad illustrates, you know, yeah. whether it's just, you know, going on a picnic, flying a kite, uh, eating cookies together, and even bearing with Toad's kind of insufferable, uh, <laughs> depressive episodes. Yeah. Frog's there, kind of bearing with his weaknesses, and you know, even, even in Lord of the Rings, after after the ring is destroyed, you have um, Gimli taking Legolas to see the mines in in, uh, in Helm's Deep. Right. And uh, and Legolas wants to take Gimli to see uh, Fangorn Forest. Right. right? And the, there's kind of the the easing back into daily life and, and kind of the rhythms of, uh, of what that looks like. And yeah. I just think mm-hmm. those books are great, well, simple, but good illustrations of that. Yeah. And that's important. And you know, Frog and Toad just like being with each other. Yeah. Um, there's no pretense there. Um, you know, let's just go to Frog's house. Let's just yeah. go to Toad's house. They just enjoy being together and, and there's no kind of uh, ambition or yep. uh, this is where we need to end up. And the amazing thing about it for kids, I think, is that the the implied virtue is very clear but not 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 explicitly stated right. in your face when you read it it's it's sort of it's obvious but through through imitation you just sort of see it in them that's right you yeah. know you're seeing prudence and self-control that's right. with yeah. the cookies with the cookies yeah. Yeah. can i just say that <laughs> that is what i hated about the return of the king is when frodo took off yeah spoiler alert <laughs> Don't care. If you haven't read it, don't care. <laughs> you um, should have by now. <laughs> yeah. But when that happens, I was like, what the? Like, everyone's been to hell and back with him. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a different man, you know? And I'm I going just, to the gray haven. I just need to go right. with, and okay, live forever yes. in this, like, you know, like the bird in the forest. I was like. That's why the true hero of the story is Samwise. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> No, that's a good point, Ben. It's like, how do we, how do we be friends in peacetime, yeah. and not just wartime, and give ourselves? Be, this is actually um, I, we may have touched on it last time, but 
finding examples of friendship is actually a way of helping foster it in ourselves, which yes, is why, yes. we, which is why we say, look at the friendship that Christ has shown us. It's yeah. why we're saying read Lord of the Rings. Imitators, yeah. You know, if you don't really like to read heavy books, sure. Read Frog and Toad. <laughs> There's some dry wit there that is there actually is, yeah. quite funny, <laughs> but, but even, you know, movies, um, for all the things that they have that are terrible, they're also are, they are a great way to still sit through a story and to see yeah. um, friendship displayed. I, I couldn't think of any particular movies I've watched recently that display um, a great friendship between, uh, between... I mean, maybe watch Lord of the Rings. If you can't read it, maybe go watch the movie. Yeah. But, but that's a look for things that will inspire you to... It's when we see what is good that we will yeah. want to imitate what is good. Mm. Yeah. So guys need friends. Yeah. If you yes. if you want to grow in love, if you want to grow in loyalty, you need to have friendships. Yeah. And we don't we don't grow by just reading our Bible and praying at home in our room by ourselves. We don't grow in those things apart from practicing them. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have any godly friends that you are caring for and dying to yourself in, and it's costing you and it's risky and you know, that you are persevering if you give up on friendships after three months, you know, don't expect that when the test comes in your life, in your marriage, with your children, with your job, that you will stand mm. as a loving and loyal man when you when you haven't done it anywhere mm. else. Mm. And uh, obviously Christ, I mean, he is our only hope. He died and rose that we might not only be forgiven for our selfishness, but transformed to be people and to be men, yeah. you know, who love other people and and seek their good and persevere when we are hurt and offended and you know get over ourselves yeah. and and learn loyalty so and it goes without saying that of course women need friends as well <laughs> uh, we 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 kind of emphasize men but that's because men seem to struggle in this mm-hmm. aspect and and yeah. from what I've experienced women seem to I don't know, gravitate to, mm-hmm. toward, towards those more easily. But, I was, I was thinking that, that men tend to get the loyalty aspect. They kind of stick together, but they don't always get the loving aspect. And women are, are very loving and affectionate, but they don't always stick together in the same loyal way that men do. Hmm. I, think, I think that generally, I'm, I'm making blanket statements, yeah. but I've see, I feel like I see that in relationships between right. men and women. Yeah. We, should do, we should do one on, uh, sometime on female friendships. We should actually have females here. Well, that's what I was implying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Noah's our resident expert on we'll female just, friendships. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just get all of our oh, wives man. to replace us. And sit in yeah, actually, that's a great, great yeah, idea. No, I think it's a good Let's idea. <laughs> okay. Well, I think this has been a good discussion. Anything you yeah. guys want to add to close? Or? No, that's great. No? Okay. I'm glad you guys are my friends. Yes. Yeah. Likewise. And, and Malachi and Noah. Yes. We're thankful that they're here. Friends. They're demonstrating by friendship by listening to our uh, rants. Yeah. Um, again, any any comments, any questions you have, p- uh, please feel free to contact us. Uh, and we hope to see you next week. <laughs>